0: 995 gold. That's 833 995 gold. 833 995 G O L D. Dot com.
1: Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it'll get you though? For just twenty dollars a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values.
0: Go to PureTalk.com clay to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's PureTalk.com slash Clay. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show podcast. Welcome back in our number two Friday edition of the Clay and Buck show. Encourage all of you out there. Subscribe to the podcast. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton's name. You will be well on your way to being able to ensure that you don't miss a single moment you want to go back and hear an interview, you can go search through all of them by the hour. Dr. Marty McCary was incredible, uh, I thought, breaking down everything in terms of the data surrounding COVID. And what's fascinating is, but to a large extent, there's this idea that there's only one acceptable opinion to have and that all experts in theory agree on everything when the reality is far from that Truth and instead of having a real debate, which is what science should be about, the scientific method is about, hey, let's put forward a hypothesis, let's rigorously challenge it. If it is proven over time, it becomes a theory. You remember that back when you were going through high school, back when you were going through grade school and you learned about what the scientific method was. We've completely repudiated that as it pertains to COVID because We've tried to insist that there's only one right answer to everything. And instead of allowing a debate to happen, let's say, for instance, how natural immunity interacts with uh, COVID vaccine mandates, which is something that should be a major point of national discussion. We've tried to argue, oh, no, no, no. All that matters is the COVID shot. Get it or you're going to get fired. That's effectively what the Biden administration's position became. And now. They are trying to strangle down on dissent even more and argue this is from the Surgeon General of the United States. They are arguing that they want big tech companies to actually go through the uh, the process of stopping what they are calling COVID misinformation and disallowing conversations like, frankly, the one that you are hearing on this radio program on a day to day basis to be able to happen. That's what they're trying to do. This is a big deal because the government itself cannot restrict what conversations are occurring because the government cannot restrict through the First Amendment. But if they use big tech companies to do it after they're calling for it to happen, they're trying to backdoor their way into the same kind of system that they have in China where the government itself does the regulation and this is a significant fact that i think many people are missing but i want to play this this is vivek murthy he is the surgeon general and he is saying here tech companies need to stop covid misinformation listen to this clip
1: What do you think are the best ways to push back on misinformation about COVID that continues to be aggressively pushed, whether it be Joe Rogan's podcast or all over Facebook? When it comes to how we root out the misinformation in society right now and give people access to accurate information, we've got to do several things. Number one, we've got to recognize that our technology platforms, whether particularly social media, these have an important role to play. These are the predominant places where we're seeing misinformation. Spread These platforms have still not stepped up to do the right thing and do enough, I should say, to reduce the spread of misinformation. Clay, can we just can we talk about a few? I mean, first of all, that should be chilling to anyone who believes in the First Amendment, right? That they have a senior government official like that who is because, as we all know, the federal government has a million ways they can pressure private companies. There's a lot of things, you know, so so the, you know, the president of the United States saying or the surgeon general in this case saying Biden's done it, too, though. You better shut down these ideas I don't like or else companies are going to take that. It's, it's not a free and fair market situation because they're going to say, well, I don't want to get regulated. I don't want, you know, I don't want all of a sudden to be treated differently by the many headed hydra out of DC that is the federal government. So that's one, that's one part of it. But you also can tell what is this? They never, and this is, this is a tell. They never say, what is this misinformation? They act like. Uh, there's some effort out there to say that, you know, if you if you get the vaccine, you're going to turn into like the, the lizard people or something. <laughs> they, they, you know. And look, I'm sure there is crazy nonsense out there that exists about vaccines. Crazy nonsense about a lot of things. You know what I mean? Crazy nonsense about a lot of things. But when they say misinformation, I want to be very clear. It's things like I don't think that the risk tolerance should be such that you get your four-year-old a vaccine they consider that to be quote misinformation the contradiction of the official guidance is misinformation rejecting their policy dictates is misinformation otherwise they would be saying hey people keep saying you know Usually when we hear about specific things, Clay, oh, it's horse dewormer. Oh, people are eating fish tank cleaner because they think it's hydroxychloroquine. Turns out to be a lie, right? Turns out not even to be true. And everyone says, but uh, no one's actually taking horse dewormer. What are you guys talking about? If there was real misinformation out there, they would say what it is, you would think. But really their version of this, because remember, they play word games. They understand propaganda is anything you say or do that contradicts the official narrative must be treated as misinformation, including things like saying the vaccines don't work to stop the
0: spread, which is a fact. That's what's so key here. Misinformation is oftentimes actually the truth. If you allow the debate to continue, just think about all the things that they were disallowing. The government was trying to keep you from being able to see by pressuring big tech companies. And I want to make it clear to everyone out there. The government itself cannot do this. That would be a flagrant constitutional violation for the government to come in, for instance, and say to Facebook, hey, you can't allow audiences to see this, to say to Twitter, to say to Instagram. But they can put all the pressure on the big tech companies and backdoor what is a default censorship that would be impermissible for the government itself to do. But, Buck, just listen to things. They were not allowing anyone to argue that COVID likely escaped from a Chinese lab. It's now more likely than not that COVID did escape from a Chinese lab. That was considered misinformation. It would get you banned on Facebook or Twitter. You were not allowed to say in the early days, as our friend Alex Berenson, who was banned for this, you were not allowed to say in the early days of the COVID shot, the COVID vaccine, hey, the data suggests that there's still going to be spread and also that you're still going to be able to get it, even if you get the COVID shot. That was considered to be misinformation. The idea that natural immunity was stronger in many cases than the COVID vaccine was not allowed to be shared. The idea that cloth mask did not work and provided no benefit whatsoever, which is basically what the data reflects at the absolute best, tiny little bit. The idea that kids could go safely to school without needing to socially distance and without needing to wear masks all day was considered to be misinformation. All of those things, Buck, based on the data that we have been able to uncover, are clearly, clearly more likely to be true or a 100 percent true now. And the government labeled them misinformation and we weren't allowed to discuss them.
1: To call something misinformation in the absence of certainty is dishonesty. We can start from that premise, right? If I say someone is putting misinformation out there, you'll notice, why don't they just say the term lie? Yeah. There's a reason why they stay away from lie, because people would say, well, hold on a second. If I tell people that I don't want to get a booster shot because I don't believe it is necessary for me, I think it will not help me. I just had COVID, like I'm about to lose my mind here. Am I spreading misinformation that's what they, they will say. Yes, by the way, I'm not lying. But this is the point. The The reason they use the term misinformation is that it's about deviation from the approved Fauci Biden narrative. And it's very similar, Clay, because I, I was pointing this out. I remember I used to have uh, my buddy Andy McCarthy, who's a Fox News and former uh, Southern District guy. We would talk about this sometimes. I'd have him on radio. So you notice they never use the term in Russia Then uh, the Russia era with Trump. Right. The whole Russia thing. They weren't saying conspiracy, because conspiracy is actually a provable criminal charge. They kept saying collusion. There was a reason they did that, because collusion is whatever they say it is. It's not actually, unless you're doing price fixing for companies, that's technical collusion. But they created this whole new narrative based around a term that they could apply to whatever they want. You see this with the left with white supremacy. Clay, what is white supremacy? Anything that stands in the way of the diversity and inclusion, left wing, racial Marxism that's out there. Right. That's white supremacy. Now they've done this as well with misinformation. When they're talking about suppressing misinformation, they are explicitly to anyone who understands the game saying we don't want people to be able to even make alternative policy arguments. This is the center of the First Amendment.
0: I agree. And, and and again, for people out there, if I came on and I said, hey, you know what? Water freezes at 38 degrees. Then a lot of you out there would say, well, you know what? I've, the data seems pretty clear. It's a scientific certainty that water freezes at 32 degrees, right? That's where we get ice. That's been proven time after time after time. So when you are saying something other than that temperature, you are spreading something that is untrue. But when you have scientific un- uh, lack of certainty and you have a novel virus that we are still learning about and you are insisting constantly that there's only one approved message and that the government wants to put pressure on big tech companies to ensure that their only message is allowed to be shared, it doesn't, first of all, create uh, any kind of consensus, right? Because people are saying, oh, you're trying to spread conspiracy theories. Well, the reality is uh, there's a great meme. The difference between a conspiracy theory as it pertains to COVID and the truth is about six months, right? It takes about six months for everything to catch up. But when you insist on an artificial version that is not 100% scientifically uh, proven being the only uh, allowable uh, position to take, you're actually seeding the ground buck for conspiracy the government's perspective, rather than being transparent and saying, frankly, we don't know about a lot of these things. And so we should debate it and consider it for public policy perspectives. They're actually seeding the ground for conspiracy because people see the data and say that doesn't add up, which creates fertile ter- terrain for all sorts of different beliefs to take place. Now, more on the reality
1: of kids in school these days and what it actually means for them and the harms that they're suffering because we're not allowed to say misinformation, which means disagree with people in the apparatus who are wrong all the time. We've also got some more on those releases of illegal immigrants across the country. People are asking a lot of questions about uh, what's it going to take for the Biden regime to finally have to bend to the pressure, the outrage over that. We'll get into all that coming up here later this hour. Buying and owning real gold is going to become even more of a conversation for you this year around the kitchen table. Look. If you want to protect the value of your hard-earned savings account, gold can offer you that protection. It's important for your portfolio. Gold is a valuable asset. It becomes much more impactful when the value of our dollar starts to shrink. I buy my gold from the Oxford Gold Group. In my case, when I purchase from them, they ship the real gold to my home and store it away securely. Do the same and tell me if the sensation of holding real gold in your hand is not one of the more unique sensations you've had in a while. If you think buying real gold is complicated, my friends at the Oxford Gold Group are who you should call because they'll explain it all to you ask them whatever questions you have, what kind of gold should you get, how much, how should you prepare for it? all of that, call them right now at 833-404-GOLD and learn how you can have real gold in your IRA and deliver it to your door, that's the Oxford Gold Group at 833-404-GOLD
0: Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D.
1: Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk.
0: You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. The average-sized family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch
1: today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks.
0: Go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash clay. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. with as little as four picks. More player action on Prize Picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free Prize Picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Price Picks app. Use promo code Clay. That's C-L-A-Y to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more. Pick less. It's that easy.
1: Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. The Biden regime, folks. It's not looking, not looking so good. You got the Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin on TV right now giving a press conference on the U.S. response to Russia. Let's just take into account... For a second here, that even Volodymyr—I don't know if I said that right—Zelensky. <laughs> I wanted to give it a shot though. You know what I mean? That's one of those like tightrope names where you got to just—you got to go just keep it. going. You know what I mean? Once you step on it, you got to keep going. Volodymyr of uh, Zelensky has said that Putin, uh, well, has said that Biden rather is making things worse, which I think is not a surprise to anybody. I, I also feel like Clay, one of your favorite movies in mine, Tombstone, when they're about to go out and have the shootout in the OK Corral. Remember the oh, line so where? Yeah. It's so great. So great. If anyone hasn't seen it, seated, go watch it this weekend. Do yourself a favor. But they they go out and uh, and you had Wyatt Earp say that he wanted Doc Holliday to have the street howitzer, the shotgun, because then the Cowboys might be a little less, uh, you know, a little less quick to go for their guns. Trump, in a foreign policy sense, Trump was like Doc Holliday. You kind of wanted him on the street howitzer. You wanted you wanted him ready to rock because then the bad guys had to be on their toes I mean, Clay, if you see right now how many, what the polls are saying, this is just a quick one. Here's CNN saying that 55% of Americans
0: disapprove of Biden, and this is not even just on foreign policy. CNN's new poll of polls says Biden's overall job approval rating at 42%, and that includes a new Monmouth survey that says only 30% of Americans think that President Biden is very concerned with the economic well-being of average Americans. I, I think people miss Trump in the
1: foreign policy, uh, foreign policy realm, too, being the guy on the street howitzer.
0: I think that there is a cluelessness that comes when you're in the White House in general, because you're in the middle of a fight every day, it feels like. But you lose touch with what the larger community cares about. And I think the media is guilty of this, too. There is right now, if I were to say the three things that Americans, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, gay, straight. Uh, Democrat, Republican, Independent, the three things that Americans care about right now, and you can argue about the order, but I would say it's inflation, I would say that it is crime, and I would say that it's COVID, right? I would say that those are the three things that Americans care about the most right now, inflation, crime, and COVID. How has Joe Biden made any of those three things better? And that's why, ultimately, they are so desperate, I think, with this new Supreme Court justice that they're going to try to appoint uh, with. Frankly, I th- I do think we had a, a great conversation yesterday uh, about the idea of there being a wag the dog component to this Ukraine story that it distracts from what's going on domestically in the United States. Those three things that we just talked about are getting worse on a day to day basis. And Biden is not addressing them. I mean, he's in Pennsylvania today to talk about infrastructure. That's great. More power to him. I guess a bridge fell in Pittsburgh, but you're still not addressing inflation. You're still not addressing crime and you're still not addressing COVID. And I think that inability to get at what Americans care about the most is why Biden's approval ratings are so awful. Combine the fact that he's doing a bad job, but it doesn't even seem like to most voters out there, Buck, I believe that he's focused on the things that they care about.
1: Yes. And and this is what happens when you run as a Trojan horse candidate who promises to unite the country and be a moderate to fool people during a pandemic year who are persuadable voters or, you know, to to just get to eke out. And we've talked about it a million times how close the election is when you really look at the Electoral College and what it was state by state. What's that number you always say, Clay? Fifty thousand. Forty thousand. 40,000 40, 40, votes. 40,000.
0: The way to think about it, Buck, is 20,000 people changed their minds in, uh, in Wisconsin, in Georgia, and in Arizona. And I'm not getting into the legitimacy of those counts. I'm just saying 20,000 people. That's one NHL arena. That's one NBA arena in the entire country. 20,000 people change their mind. Donald Trump is president right now.
1: And what we're seeing is that Joe Biden went into office. The Democrats do this a lot. I call it the Democrat head fake. He got, managed to become president by saying he was going to do certain things to get enough votes from moderates, independents, you know, swing voters in those key states. And now we see he's really just a tool of the left. And what, what was the, the first stuff he did in office, the first executive orders, the stuff that he's pushing? Massive spending, massive regulation, Green New Deal, all of this. That's not moderate. That's not uniting the country, and he knows it. In fact, he says if you don't support Democrat federalizing elections, you're Bull Connor, Clay.
0: That's right, and and he ignores the fact that the reality is the modern-day George Wallace has nothing to do with voting. It has to do with people standing on the steps in Northern Virginia not letting you into a building unless you're wearing a mask. You don't just vote in November. You vote every time you write a check and make a payment with the companies you rely on for one aspect or another of your life. Think about your cell phone provider, the bill you're paying each month. Your money supports the candidates and issues they donate to. Leftist candidates pushing agendas you don't like. There is a solution. Pure talk get your cell phone service from pure talk they use the exact same towers exact same 5g network as one of these companies making left-wing contributions but they give you peace of mind you're supporting a veteran-run business with employees all over the u.s just a couple of reasons buck and i are proud customers one lower monthly bill you can be proud to pay get hooked up now from your cell phone dial pound 250 and say pure talk again cell phones at hand you'll save an additional 50 percent off your first month dial pound 250 stay pure talk today welcome back in clay travis buck sexton show rolling through the friday edition of the program appreciate all of you hope you're set up for fantastic weekends hope you will have a lot of fun i am down in dallas want to thank Glenn Beck, who may hop on in the third hour of this program. He is taping a lot of different, uh, programs here in the Blaze Studios. Uh, I appreciate him letting me use the studio down here in Dallas. Uh, Buck is in New York City where you are getting ready for how big is this snowstorm supposed to be that's gonna I hit saw, the East Coast? We
1: talked about this two to 20 inches, <laughs> yeah, which yes. feels
0: like a big range, right?
1: Two inches in New York is like meh. 20 inches is a pretty big deal. By the way, make sure you give Glenn a high five for me, the guy who found me and got me started in conservative media. Forever grateful, Glenn.
0: No doubt. He's going to be in, I think, at some point in the third hour. So we've talked, about, obviously, about a ton of different stories here, but one that is continuing to uh, I, I will be a story for months to come is the Supreme Court. Biden has said that he would like to have his nominee announced by the end of February. And really there only appear to be about four or five candidates that are getting very much attention at all. And that is certainly predicated on the fact that Joe Biden has made the unbelievable statement, in my opinion, that he's only going to nominate a black woman, meaning he has eliminated 94 percent of the overall people in this country who could have been considered otherwise. We talked a lot about that this week, that in addition to the fact that it is a awful example to set, it is undercutting whoever his nominee is because many people are going to say, oh, of course, the only reason you got nominated... It's because Biden said, I'll only pick a black woman. And that automatically limited how many people he could consider. And so you weren't the top choice. You were the top choice of a limited number of uh, people. Ninety four percent of people are not being considered. Six percent of America, black women. Those are the only people. Obviously, you have to be a judge, presumably to be on the Supreme Court. Limits that number even more. Only about four or five people that are worthy of consideration. Let me say this. I have seen and am intrigued early on, Buck. By what is a bit of a stealth candidacy for a woman named uh, Michelle Childs out of South Carolina. Now, everyone out there who pays attention to the political primaries at all in 2020 knows that Representative James Clyburn from South Carolina effectively made Joe Biden president of the United States at least effectively made him the Democratic nominee because Biden was getting roasted everywhere. Remember, he got destroyed in uh, New Hampshire, destroyed in Iowa, destroyed in Nevada. I mean, he was on the ropes, close to being knocked out when Clyburn came out and said, Biden is my guy. Biden won in South Carolina, swept through the rest of the way. COVID hit, wasn't allowing really robust debates anymore. Biden ends up the nominee. Now, Clyburn, Buck, has come out pretty clearly and said, I want this woman from South Carolina that he wants this woman Judge Childs on the Supreme Court. Now, she's a little bit interesting because she went to two state schools, one in Florida, graduated from the University of South Carolina Law School, is an under-the-radar choice. But I saw last night, Buck, I was doing prep, reading that both of the Republican senators in South Carolina— both Tim Scott and Lindsey Graham, sound like they would vote for her if she were the nominee. She's a bit more moderate, worked as a as a partner in a law firm, has a lived experience that is a bit unique. And so the question to me is, is it possible, and I don't know what the answer is, that Biden is so desperate to appear bipartisan and in such thrall, and uh he owes so much to Clyburn that... He could allow Clyburn effectively to pick the next Supreme Court justice. And if you pick this woman, Buck, it seems to me that she would get somewhat a decent amount of Republican support. And she might not be I say might not might not be the ideologue that most people are expecting Biden to pick. Do you think it's possible that he takes this path, which would be somewhat bipartisan, given the options that are out there?
1: I think that you know we're we're at the early stage here and as we look at the possible candidates one thing to, re- to remember is that you don't have to be a radical to give the uh, radical jurist to give the left everything that it wants from the bench so the one of the the more left wing choices out there right now for example that's being uh, who is being considered is uh Cherylin Eiffel uh, i believe cousin of the uh, of of the former journal- uh, journalist journalist passed away uh, Gwen Eiffel Sherilyn Eiffel is somebody that's uh, the director counsel of the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, right? Now, people are talking about her as a possibility. I don't know that much about her, but she is known to be in legal analysis circles, and as Clay can tell you, those are some nerdy circles. But they, they get really, <laughs> you know, they get really deep into this stuff. But she's known to be pretty left wing, a uh, pretty uh, left wing ideologue, right? But even if you had someone like a Merrick Garland, remember Merrick Garland? They promised us, oh, in the, in the end of the Obama administration, he's so moderate. This is great for everybody. Merrick Garland's the one who's putting out the, hey, you better watch yourself, parents. I'll send the FBI after you at these, uh, right. these uh, you know school board meetings. Merrick Garland is a left-wing hack. So all you need is someone who is left of center in their jurisprudence, and you're going to get essentially what you get with – the same decisions you'd see in terms of voting on the court, you know, up or down on whatever it may be, from Sotomayor and Kagan and Breyer. So I think that it doesn't make much difference from that perspective. In terms of the politics of it and getting through the process, yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't know, Clay, help me find a place where I can place bets on this so I can put my money where my mouth is. There will be Republican support in the Senate for this, for whoever whomever the nominee is, there will be a few at least. And I think you could see even... Five, six, seven, maybe more Republicans who break in favor of this nominee. Cause we still play, the Republicans play the game very differently than the left does, right? We saw, I mean, the Kavanaugh situation, which did you, can I ask you, I don't want to divert from this. Did that have a profound effect on your perception of American politics that endures to this day? Was it a bit, it was a bit of a sea change moment for me. That was when I was like, okay, I'm not just trying to win over the libs. These people are crazy
0: commies. We have to defeat them. Well, To me, it was a line of demarcation, right? It's it's sort of the Rubicon moment because there are all sorts, and and this is me talking from a legal perspective. Every single Supreme Court justice is going to decide cases differently than I would, right? If you had Supreme Court Justice Clay Travis, there's not a single person out there on the court right now that would have the exact same opinions. There's nothing wrong with that. You come to your logic differently. And so I have long believed that – if a uh, nominee is within the reasonable bounds, right, of being a high level legal scholar enough that you should defer to the president who is trying to put that person on the bench. And what I saw with Kavanaugh was an unprecedented, illegitimate assault upon his nomination. And I got to give credit to uh, I believe Molly Hemingway wrote a phenomenal book about the behind the scenes Justice of the Kavanaugh. on trial. I have it yes. on Phenomenal book she wrote about the behind the scenes. But as I watched and I watched every minute of the Senate Judiciary Committee hearings, as I watched those hearings, I was so incredibly appalled by what I saw from the Democrats that I, I couldn't even believe I was watching a real examination in any way in the United States. And who was among the very worst? Kamala.
1: Kamala Harris, then Senator Harris. Was an abject disgrace, not just as a senator, as a person, in what she was willing to do to the manifestly, obviously innocent Brett Kavanaugh. And he says, "Oh, Buck, you don't know that, really?" Did they tell you about all the people who came out and said Brett Kavanaugh raped me too on a boat in you know Rhode Island? And then it comes out, "Oh, this is a crazy person. He never even was in Rhode. He's never even been to Rhode Island." To the point, you know, they, they were there were so many people coming out with the same smear. They found one that they thought they could actually make it happen with, um, you know, and his nomination with anyone who went along with that should hang their heads in shame. It was disgraceful. But I do think it it went to show just how how the Democrats will go all the way. Uh, they'll, They'll do whatever they have to do to maintain power and they'll do anything they have to do to feel like the Supreme Court is still their super legislature. And you're not gonna. I'm just preparing everybody now, Clay. This is not what a lot of folks on the right, I think, want to hear. Republicans aren't going to put up a fight over this nomination. It's going to be some questions. You know, a couple of people that want to get a little more time on TV might get a good soundbite here or there from the right. That'll be it. Sit I will through. say
0: this, and it's a, it's an interesting discussion. I do feel like that going after her could play into the Democrats' hands, only because of so many other things that are going wrong. The however long you spend on the Supreme Court debate is time that's not spent on inflation, on the border, on the crime rate, on covid, which are all failures of Biden. You know how this is going to end. She's going to end up on the Supreme yeah, so, Court. So, so what's so the why point? drag it on?
1: Yeah, what, what? I mean, that's just so I think that's very true. I think that's astute. So don't don't expect there to be some big effort to block this, because also, OK, if they, let's say they blocked. Uh who was the uh, the judge you brought up from South Carolina Clay? I'm sorry, the name I'm um Uh uh,
0: uh d- 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 I've got it in front of me right now. Well um, anyway, that, that judge, yes.
1: any number of, of the uh, African American uh female judge judge
0: Judge Childs child
1: that they've brought up, if you were to if, let's say Republicans went all out and they said this person's too radical, well, you're gonna get another left wing ideologue on that. <laughs> like you right. know, it doesn't really because they're not gonna bend on this. They're gonna put a left wing Living constitution, legislate from the bench ideologue on there. So it doesn't make that much difference regardless. And I think you're right, actually. It could really play into Democrats' hands to be, look, they should press on a judicial philosophy, get whoever, I think we'd say she is, we know it's going to be a woman, right? Get whoever she is to admit that she's very left wing. And so we kind of get it on the record, but going to the mat to try to stop this the way they did Kavanaugh, not going to happen. And, and And I think not going to happen and probably not even good politics.
0: Right, they thought going after Kavanaugh was good politics because he's a white guy, and Clay? they wanted to make... Yeah. The, the White House was, I know so some close some people to there, pulling it.
1: close to pulling the Kavanaugh nomination. It got, folks, uh, this is not often talked about, they almost succeeded with the smear against Kavanaugh. They almost succeeded.
0: Does this number seem right to you guys, by the way? A third of all Americans suffer from chronic pain as a result of aging or exercise or overexertion on the job. That means... There could be as many as 100 million Americans suffering from pain of some kind right now. That explains why so many of you have been willing to try out Relief Factor and why 70% of you have gone on to order more. This is a 15-year scientific research product created by doctors. They want you to live your best life. Four key ingredients, 100% drug-free product that goes directly to joint pain, knee, hip, back, neck, and shoulder pain. You can get hooked up. What should people do, Buck, to make sure that they are helping to fight the pain that they may feel?
1: Join the more than half a million people and order the three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety five. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief Remember, if you're currently in pain right now, you have a 7 in 10 chance, based on the testimonials and the responses of people taking this, to eliminate that pain. Those are pretty good odds. So like I said, go to relieffactor.com right now or call 800 For relief to get the 1995 three week quick start developed for you, relieffactor.com, or just call this number 800 the number four relief. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and
0: silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can
1: look to precious metals for various reasons.
0: Nowadays, 20 bucks barely
1: gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk.
0: You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. The average-sized family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone
1: that we are having to wage legal action against is the president of the United States. There are laws passed by the United States Congress that the president is not enforcing. There are United States constitutional provisions that the president is not upholding. Somebody has to hold the president accountable for his abandonment of the rule of law in this country. Every single one of your states, the residents of your states, are facing consequences, sometimes deadly consequences, because of Biden's open border policies. The governor of Texas, there, Greg Abbott, throwing some uh, throwing some elbows at Joe Biden over his refusal to enforce the law when it comes to immigration, which is just obvious at this point. You know, we had that fantastic. And if you missed it, the great thing is you go back in the podcast from yesterday's show, Miranda Devine, the Clay and Buck Show. Listening on one of our 400 plus affiliates, please subscribe to the podcast. So it's always there for you. You can listen on the iHeart app. And if you miss a segment, you can go back and check it out. A great time to catch up on Clay and Buck content is over the weekend. Just going to throw that out there. That's, that's there my, you go. my personal favorite time to catch up. So, uh, go on and listen. We had Miranda Devine on talking about these flights that involve, well, secrecy, which seems so strange because the federal government, this isn't like a, a, a CIA operation. They're, they're bringing migrants. They're, Uh, putting them in cities they're saying you're free to go now so shouldn't we all be able to know about this clay i think i mean i I think that one of the things we have to do here is to continue going into this midterm election to remind the american people that the border because the democrat corporate media will do nothing on this front the border is the worst it has ever been from a perspective of lawlessness not just from illegal migration but also for uh, purposes of the cartels enriching themselves and poisoning, not just cities, towns all across America, places you know in Tennessee, Ohio, West Virginia, you know, not just the big cities, with fentanyl, all-time record high fentanyl and heroin overdoses last year. Over a hundred thousand Americans died of drug overdoses last year. Clay, the border is a huge vulnerability for this regime. It should be, and we need to tell people about it.
0: Yeah, and it ties into me with the discussion we just had about the Supreme Court, Buck. Because I really do believe that a big part of why Breyer has decided to announce his retirement right now is because the Democrats are hoping they're going to get a multi-month attention on everything going on surrounding the Supreme Court. And if the media plays into their hands, they're going to get a win because Joe Biden is going to be able to appoint uh, a black woman and she is going to become the Supreme Court justice to take over for Stephen Breyer. We know how this story ends. But in the meantime, if everybody is distracted by that and everybody's distracted, I'm going to be honest with you, to a certain extent, Ukraine seems like a wag the dog scenario where you're trying to make people not pay attention to what's occurring directly in front of their face all of the people coming across the, the borders, the great conversation that we had with Miranda Devine about the people were flying in and just allowing to disappear into this country, uh, all of that going on, uh, the issues with murder. Uh, it, it, we'll talk probably more about this in the top of the third hour, but Buck, those unbelievable images coming out of New York City of all of the police officers filling Fifth Avenue for the officers who were murdered, murdered in cold blood, Uh, for everything that is going on with COVID. All of it's being bumped off of the headlines. Look at the newspapers this morning. A lot of talk about the Supreme Court. A lot of talk about Ukraine. Not a lot of talk about inflation and the disastrous decisions that Joe Biden is making on a domestic agenda because there's something to distract from those stories right now.
1: I did just see that they officially had the Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin say Biden will not deploy U.S. troops into uh ukraine so that's good i mean let's hope that that stays but that is good that was some news from a few moments ago from that uh, secretary of defense press conference clay and and you you are a guy who's been on the front lines of the school mask battle you went oh, and yeah. spoke and that went viral um I, I i'm trying very hard we are trying very hard here to make sure that people across the country realize just because school's open Doesn't mean everything's okay in the schools, not by a long shot. There's a tremendous amount of Fauciite madness still with kids being told they have to have their desks in a certain circle, not to breathe in the direction of their classmates. A mom spoke out against this at a school board meeting in the last couple of days. The video is now going viral. We want to play it for you just so you can kind of hear what parents are going through in places. And just remember this, even if you're in a state where it's not happening, the Biden regime had its way. It would be happening where you are too. Clay, anything else you got in mind for us? I know there's some stuff happening in Florida involving iguanas.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have some fun. <laughs> Buck, you're headed to Miami. Yeah. And they're about to have their coldest weekend in ten years there. It's gonna get into the thirties. We got a lot of listeners in South Florida I'm be, right I, now. I'm you know, be usually, Buck, when it's like fifty degrees, they put on the big sweater. They're not gonna know how to you're handle this 32. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB network.